talk. Hi, and welcome to our podcast, Hey Mate, Can You Talk? My name is Pete Owen, and in this next episode, I'm going to be delving into my mental health story. I do want to give a quick trigger warning at the beginning of this to anybody who finds the topics of suicide or suicidal thoughts slightly triggering. I will put some links up at the end of the podcast to any relevant services if you feel like you want to go and speak to anybody after listening to this podcast. And if it distresses anybody, I do apologize. But we do, as we said in the very beginning, want to make this as open and as frank as possible a podcast. As I delve into my story, I do talk about those topics. Um, I hope people find some value from it. And I hope you enjoy my chat with Andy Cavell on episode two. Okay, so we're back with episode two of Hey Mate, Can You Talk? I'm Pete Owen. And I'm Andy Cavell. Thanks for joining us again. If you made it through the first episode of the introduction. Good. <laughs> thanks for coming back. <laughs> so, we alluded to it in uh, episode one. Yeah. That um, you... Went down the road of, of being in, um, shall we say, poor mental health? Very poor mental health. Okay. And this this episode is, is, is how we'd like to set out conversations in and around mental health. Yeah. Um, and just, just kind of sit in it with you. Yeah. Let's hear what, as much or as little as, as you'd like to or feel comfortable talking to us about. Yeah. And um and yeah, let's open that discussion. Yeah. How are you? At this moment in time? Yes. A lot better. Good. A lot better. I still have really, really up and down times. Within a week okay. I can yo yo really, really badly. As you can probably imagine, for those that are listening that don't know, I'm a, a full time professional DJ. Uh, an, an event host, and my job is completely to be the man of the hour. You're paying me to be the person who's bringing that great vibe all night long. If you can imagine, I get to the end of Sunday night, I've been on a high all weekend, playing that part, bringing that great energy. Mm. Monday is just a crash. And, it, and it's hard, and I don't think people expect that. Not that they don't understand it. I think they don't expect it. I think we live that lifestyle all the time. Yeah, and is is that? I'm assuming that's like an adrenaline drop, or yeah, like it's like it's like a sugar crash, isn't it? It's like you're riding that high all weekend, like like we touched on in the in in the introduction. It's great in your twenties. You can keep it up. You know, you can go out, hit the booze all weekend whilst you're doing it, whilst you're partying. And then, like, yeah, you go to work hungover on a Monday or whatever. It's part of life. You deal with it in your early 20s. Then you get old and it's just, it doesn't just take its toll on your body. It takes its toll on your mind as well. Mm. And, um, like, th- this year compared to last year, a million times better. Good. Um, but it's still rough sometimes. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I still, but I think I know what to look for a bit more now. Key indicators are. Yeah, like I, I sort of self-identifying factors. Mm. Um, I I know that come Monday, Monday for me is you know I, I do my paperwork, I send my invoices, I, I I do what I need to do to fill what I've done for the weekend and, and get paid basically. Um, but Monday is very much a day where I don't go out. I don't do out on a Monday. It's um, it, it's a slow day. But 
I know that now. So I give myself that. Excellent. I allow that. Okay. I allow it. It's yeah. like, because you can't be a million mile per hour all the time. No. You're going to burn completely. Yeah. So I, I give myself that. Some weeks, if I if I'm really sort of feeling just absolutely the social battery is just done in, like I I, I cannot leave the house till Thursday till I go back to work. Yeah, okay. And and I mean like that's to the point where God bless her, my other half, she goes to Tesco, she goes and buys the stuff for tea, or you know she'll go, oh let's go, let's go and get get something for tea, and I'm like absolutely not, don't wanna, don't want to go anywhere. So let's dive into that then um your let's look at those weeks yeah so the the the, the monday through thursday sorry that's my um, that's my alarm that i set to pick my girl up from school <laughs> we all need reminders don't need to do that today the wife is uh, is dealing with that first so back on track so those weeks where it's a monday to thursday crash yeah and and what does that look like what does it feel like where are you at on those weeks in in what sense in the sense of uh, sounds like you've you've publicly withdrawn yeah um it sounds like you may be um not wanting to 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 deal with certain things not yeah. wanting to 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 kind of you know be yourself mm. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, it makes me question what is myself, mm. because it's it's leading a double which life. One? Yeah, which one? Like, yeah. which, which version of Pete yeah, yeah, are people yeah. getting today? Yeah, and um, wow, you didn't think of that. No, but it's it's literally people don't realize this. We're doing the job that I do, and, and it's like I, I envy people who have like a normal job almost, mm. because like you get the same, pretty much the same version of them. Monday to Sunday, yeah. any time of the day. With me, that's not possible. A lot of DJs will sit there and go, oh, no, that's just me. I, I'm real. Great. If, if you truly, truly believe that, mm. that you don't step your game up, you don't become something bigger, more elaborate when you step behind a set of decks or when you're on a stage, whether you're a singer, a guitarist, a, a, a playing a band, whatever you do, if you're in the public eye, you, you you ramp it up. Of course you do. You've got to give it. It'd be exhausting otherwise. Yeah. yeah. You can't live your life at that 100% mark all the time. No. And that's, I kind of envy like people. The, the, there is an element of which version of me is somebody going to get. Mm. And the Monday, the, the weekdays where I, I really, and it, it's that, it takes a really weird form. Like my sleeping is all over the place. Like some weeks I can, I can be physically knackered mm. and I won't go to bed I'll doom scroll or I'll binge watch a box set on TV till 3, 4 in the morning I can't count the amount of times this year already since we've got into summertime where the sun's coming up at, you know it's getting light at half 4 realistically I can't count already this year the amount of times that I've gone to bed as everybody else is waking up Sun shining, sunshine, and you just you're like, oh, one more episode, well, one more episode. And what's do you know what the reason? I hate the silence. Okay. Lying in bed trying to get to sleep for me is like torture. And is that because your head kicks in? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. I mean, uh, it. Uh, 
again, I don't want to raffle off cliches and things that people say, but sometimes it's fitting. And it's like, your own head is the worst place to be at times. And like, my brain is just wired in a way that I could have, I could have been out and I could have had the most fantastic night mm. and I will get home and I will lie in bed. It's like my brain goes, are oh, you going to go to sleep now? Let's replay every shit decision you've <laughs> ever made. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, and, and we tend to focus on, on negatives as well, don't we, when we're reflecting in, in, in that sort of way. Okay, well. It's mad, I, call, I say it to my I say my head's fuzzy. Because it's like a million... Like a Weatherspoons. Yeah. <laughs> my brain, when it gets that way, is like sitting trying to have a one-on-one conversation in the middle of a Weatherspoons on a Saturday afternoon in Blackpool. <laughs> you know, like when there's a million things going on around you. And it's that... That's one of the reasons, genuinely, no disrespect to Weatherspoons, you're a fantastic establishment that serves low-cut beer to wonderful people. But my idea of hell because of the way my brain works, is sitting the and it, it tunes into everybody and I'm, it, I get overwhelmed so quickly because all I can hear mm. is everybody's conversations going on and it, it gets to the point where I'm not even listening to the person that's talking to me because yeah. I can hear everything else and I'm like, what's that? What are they saying? <laughs> what's going on over there? What Are they having a birthday? I don't care. Yeah. It, it's just my brain. And, and that is what it feels like at four in the morning to me. Trying to go to sleep. A million and one conversations happening at once in my head of all. Sometimes it's, I've got to admit, sometimes it's not always negative. It can be just stuff that's happening. Mm, just a busy head. And it, yeah, and it's non-stop. So I find myself scrolling or watching something to the point where my body physically can't stay awake anymore and that I just crash. So then that takes your morning out completely. Because you're going to sleep at like five, six in the morning. Yeah. So you're missing till, yeah, 11, 12 o'clock, getting out of bed maybe. Mm. And then, and even then it's like, I'm in a position where if I've got nothing to do on them days, if I've got something booked in and I've got to go and do it, I'll, I'll go and do it. Mm. I'm, I'm not at a point where I won't go and do it. Yeah. I'll go and do it. I'm functioning. But if I haven't got anything in my diary, I ain't, I ain't moving for shit. And I suppose that that's that's like a vicious circle. And if 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 I'm right in thinking, when it goes quiet, your head gets busy. Mm. When you've not got a right lot to do, you've got nothing to do. You've got to sit there. And yeah, uh, yeah. I live for the busy times. Yeah. Like because I, it's as daft as it sounds. And again, it's 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 cutting back into financial worry as well. But when I'm busy, I'm not worried about what I'm doing in my spare time. Because I haven't got any. I'm busy. I'm working. If I'm busy, I'm getting paid more. So I haven't got the fun. I'm not thinking, oh shit, how am I going to afford that bill at the end of the month? How am I going to pay for this? Yeah. We're doing this. How am I going to afford that? I don't have that worry. Yeah. The money's coming in. Yeah. But then when it's quiet, flip the coin. Oh, mate, it's, it's, it's all in there. It's just like a big tangled mess. And that's what got me to the point where I was like a couple of years ago because there was no I couldn't see an outlet for it all mm. there was no and it wasn't that it wasn't available like like we've said 
You have. How many times did you all right, mate? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. You sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. But it's not. No. It's not good. It's far from fucking good. But you, you're in that position where you, I've got it. I'll, de- I'll deal with it. It's I'm next managing. week's problem. Yeah, I'm managing, coping. Why do we need to cope? Like, it's, coping isn't a way to go through life. The essence of it is just wrong, isn't it? Yeah. You're only coping. Hanging on by a thread at times. And it's, and it, but nobody sees it because when I'm out, Paint this smile on this big mask of like P.O. Not just P.O. in, it's yeah. P.O. Party guy. Yeah, and, and but that's all you show. And then and then it gets to a point where you've had one bad week. You think, oh, it's fine. I can get through that. Then it's you've had two bad weeks. And then, like we said in the last episode, you're at fifty percent of yourself in your personal life. And then there's suddenly there's a there's a roadblock, mm. and you haven't got a hundred percent to run it with. You've only got fifty percent. So that roadblock takes more off you again mm. to the point where, you know, I've, I, I don't mind admitting it. I'm, I've had to change, had to change. I've had to try and rewire my brain to be okay with expressing that I'm feeling shit because otherwise it, implosion. That's a good place to be, though. It's you know? yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a million miles away from being like 100 percent okay, yeah. but is, I have allowed myself. I'm, who knows? I've, I've, I don't think that I've ever felt it. Yeah. Looking back, like hindsight, well, brilliant thing, isn't it? And cliches coming out again. Yeah. But what is 100 percent okay? And do you ever know when you're at 100 percent okay? Mm. I don't, I don't think anybody ever really I think I think life in general these days there's always something going on yeah. and but there's a difference between coping with life coping with your situation and trundling along happily yeah. I I am now in a position I feel better this year and I'm in a place where I am trundling along with life quite happily I've got my little setbacks I have weeks where I'm like I can't be bothered with stuff this week, love. And and you know, and I and I, I don't go to stuff. Or, but not, not I don't go to work. I always function. I always go to work. Mm. But there'll be like social occasions, or I've promised I'll go and have a coffee with somebody, or you know, a meeting about something that's going to come up in the future, which could lead to something. But I'm just like, because it's not nailed on. Can I be asked? <laughs> that's the line, isn't it? Ah. Can I be asked? Yeah. And and it's all this yeah, it fighting against myself. Once upon a time, you'd have gone, what? I get to go and, yep. Yeah, like uh, what <laughs> my mates, you, and it got to, like, wait, your mates asked you to go, and, and it's wrong, and I should be more aware of this now, having been what I go through. But, like, your mate goes, oh, we should catch up, we should go for a pint. And I go, yeah, 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 we will do. And That's I don't. The worst fucking sentence ever. Yeah. So, let's put a date on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when? you do, oh, something's come up, I'm busy. But I feel now, and thinking about it now, sat here doing this, and after what you've said in the past sort of hour that we've been like talking about doing the last episode on this, I now feel guilty because what if that person was wanting to speak to me about something? Mm. And now I think about that now. Yeah. Because it's really and I wanna I wanna say this fucking right now. I will set my stall out on this, that people who say, um, you know, people who are suicidal, depressed, anxious, are selfish. Are they fuck? 
We're not selfish. We don't not care about what other people think. We don't we don't not think about it. We think about it too much. Yeah. We we are taking everybody's opinions and thoughts about us. I'm 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 speaking from my personal experience. It might be different for every different person. That's your lens. But my lens of it is is I care so much about how people see me mm. and how they think of me. That, that it weighs. Mm. And I, and I and I do think like it's it's not it's not selfish and it's not I'm not doing it because I, I can't be asked with you mm. or you or you. I'm doing it because I can't be asked with me. Yeah. Struggle. And it's yeah, it's a struggle. Mm. And it's a struggle to get out and about sometimes. But and and you do it. You kind of put some stuff off. And you go, oh, I just want a few days to myself. And you end up being in this sort of position of, uh, yeah, I'm just going to take take a few days. We'll do that. And then I'll be right for work at the weekend. Mm. That's four days. And, and I blink sometimes and then four days have gone. Yeah. Filled with shit food, Netflix and Disney Plus. Do you know what I mean? It's like, which, and this is what I touched on. Like, I allow myself that now. Yeah, I am in what a lot of people would call a fortunate position mm. where I can work at the weekend. Don't get me wrong, it's high intensity what I do. Like It takes a lot out of me. But I'm in a profession where I get paid enough to do that and and I can have that time. Mm. I, I think if I didn't do what I do and I had to pull myself together to work Monday to Friday in an office, I, I, I don't know what I'd be like right now. Yeah, it's, it's horses for courses, isn't it, with, yeah. with regards to that? And, and going back to what you said about the Netflix and the, the doom scrolling and, and, and all that, that sort of business, that, that's all fine. Yeah. So long as it's not escaping uh, the issue. Yeah. So it sounds like what, what you're saying is you're hiding, you, you're binging programs so you don't have to think about something yeah. else. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's exactly what I'm doing, yeah. and and it's um, you know, and I, I'm not saying my thoughts are as bad as they were two years ago last year when I was really really bad. They're not that bad anymore, mm. but it's still a it's a deflection. Okay, what do you mean by that? It, it's like it's doing something to occupy that space in your brain. So it turns off the thoughts because mm. you're concentrating on watching a program or you're binging a, a, a box set or you're watching a film or whatever like that. During that one and a half hours, I'm not thinking about anything else. That. Yeah, I'm just managing what's in front of me. Yeah. And it's stepping away from feeling shit because I've, I fully know I am. This past two years has been a really hard journey, but what I have at least taken away from it is a little bit of self-awareness. Yeah. And now I can I can look, not every time, but a lot of the time I can look and go, right, I'm, I'm not okay today. I'm not okay. So I'm going to allow myself accept. this break, yeah? I'm going to accept that I'm feeling a bit shit yeah. and I'm going to recognise it and I'm going to go and do X, Y, and Z. Whether in the confines of my four walls, where I'm safe, where nobody can bother me, and and then I'm going to do that. Deal with it. Yeah. In your way. In my way. Yeah. And and like I say, it, it's different for everybody. Mm. I I absolutely know it is. What works for me might not work for you. 
absolutely wouldn't work for somebody else. I'd, there's not a lot of people in the world who could go, well, fuck everything else for four days. I mean, not everybody has that has that luxury. And like I said, I am really lucky that I'm in the position. I'm really grateful for the position that I'm in that allows me to do that. Yeah, and I guess that's why people turn to substances and, and things like that as well. Yeah. As, a, as, a, as another version of Netflix or doom scrolling or anything like that, I guess they're all what you class probably as coping mechanisms. They're versions, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just getting away from the thing that, that is really difficult to deal with. Yeah. It's, it's a real strange one. Like, for me... I have that now where I allow myself that time. Mm-hmm. But like I've I've even even this year, I've got myself to the point <laughs> the most ridiculous of things. My emotions will build up inside me to to I I always describe it. I always describe the way that I the way that I feel and the the, the way that that my, my mind works. I've always used the analogy of I've like I'm like a big bottle of fizzy pop, mm. and every week I sit there and shake it, and eventually, it's gonna blow, mm. and so I do little bits to just relieve that pressure a little bit, so it doesn't end up fizzing out everywhere. Because I I can have um, I, I call it shutdowns. So if I get really really emotionally distressed, to the point where I, I mean I'm not afraid of admitting it, I will ball my eyes out i will sit there on the sofa in tears sobbing to myself because i've got myself into a a, a mental state where i'm that bad again Mm. um but i will i will get that bad and i go into it and i've identified that this has been happening for years when i didn't know what it was and that was the scary part but whenever it's almost like my body saying i can't cope with what's going on right now and my body will shut off and i will go to sleep okay like literally within seconds and for somebody who can't sleep, that's yeah. really weird. But if I get to the point where I'm so emotionally distressed, where I'm I'm crying, or if I'm like arguing the fact with somebody about something, mm. and I will literally just go, both, I, no, I can't cope, and and I will shut off. And and I even at best when I'm sleeping, six hours max, but I will shut off for fourteen hours. Oh really? Yeah. Hiving it. Hiving it. Yeah. But it's my body just going. I don't want to deal with this right now. If I sleep, nobody can talk to me. Yeah. And have you identified those triggers that, that take you to those places as it is now? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's variable. No, no one thing. Yeah, no one thing. I think it's a, a mixture. And I think it's when I get lax on myself and don't deal with things. And it, if I'm not, if I'm not being aware of how I'm being or how people are being around me and, and it builds up, to the point where that all comes pouring out and then bump, then it's shut down. They they are a bit fewer and far between now, but they, they used to be a lot worse. But I, f- I feel like I can see it coming mm. and, and I can feel it. It's, it's weird and, it, and it's totally a mental thing. I don't think in any way, shape or form it's an actual physical diagnosable thing. But I've always said it's like weird. It's like narcolepsy. Mm. It's because that's how quick and how um, how weird it all is. It's it's like bump, like gone on the sofa, wherever sleep, right. sleep, and and just it's a getaway. It's an it's 
pressing the shutdown button. It's like, no, go away. Can't, don't want to deal with it anymore. Just checking out. Yeah, completely just checking out. And it's, shouldn't do it. No. But I don't know. It's really, really weird. But I find, I find myself, I get to that point and I can identify it because I'll be watching something that's not even that sad. You get overwhelmed. I'll cry. I'll be watching a film that's not even a tearjerker. And so, so, and honestly, like I could list off movies, like you could be forgiven if it was Titanic or, (laughs) you know, like something with like a really like climactic emotional ending and you go, oh my God. No, I'll be watching something like really that has no, and I'll go, how do you list off that? Channel 10 Oh, I don't watch it. I don't watch it. I avoid soaps, but but yeah, do, do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like no, something that's not even, I don't even relate to it. It's not even something like, is a trigger that like, oh my God, they're going through what I'm going through. No, it's completely, and it's just because I've, I'm emotionally just so low. Yeah. And, and it, it's it's just, and I think it's, it's my body going, you, you need to stop this that you're doing right now and let some out. Release something. Yeah. Heavy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. The um, the worst then you said was two years ago. Yeah. Okay. And being in the entertainment and just industry. Yeah. Coming out of COVID. Yeah. No certainty. Nothing. Do you think that? W- uh, do you know what? It wasn't even, the worst thing about COVID for me was how isolated, and I mean, we were in isolation, they literally titled it that, Mm. but when you're used to seeing hundreds of people over a weekend, over your week, being that, it's the double-edged coin of doing what I do. Drains my social battery. I get, I get like run down by the end of the weekend. But I missed it so much. I love that. It's going from because when I go home and I choose to be on my own, mm. it's my choice. Yeah, I've given everything to them people. Mm. They've had a good time. I've had a good time, and then I need to go. Oh, I need to recharge my batteries now. But being at home in them four walls for that length of time with very little contact i mean yeah like there was i I dj'd online i set up cameras everything you know around my decks at home and it in one way it was positive i feel like um i had a great amount of followers i wouldn't say like thousands but there was like regular people who tuned in to the shows that i was doing online Mm. and you know, there was always the chat going on, like people would be commenting and talking amongst themselves as well, which was really, really nice for me. I felt like I was connected. People that are from different cities in the UK who know me as a DJ mm. were then coming together and being friends because they were chatting within the shows that I was doing. Because they missed it as well. Yeah, and I loved that. Mm. But I'd turn that camera off at the end of the night. And sit and look at you. And I'd just be like, I'm still here not physically seeing anybody face to face nine times out of ten i was an absolute drunken state after them as well oh, okay Just they were 
and you had the terrors for the next day? I, th- I think there was like six months during COVID where like m- my drinking was uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. And it was like, like my, my alcohol, my relationship with alcohol has always been a, a really weird one anyway because I've, I've sort of identified a lot of it now. That's why I kind of put to the past 12 months, I have definitely become a better person than I was two, three years ago as a person because I think drink didn't do me a lot of favours. In what way? Just, I just, how can, it's not even a nice way of saying it. Just being a bit of a twat. Yeah. And, and, and I think your worst personality traits come out um but during covid my drinking it was um it was a joke and and looking back it wasn't healthy and i think everybody was guilty of sitting at home pouring a drink putting the tv there was all sorts of live streams going on djs singers you must have watched something at some point yeah yeah there was also people were doing any because people and I, and I think people who didn't normally do it were doing daft live streams stuff because oh, yeah. people just wanted attention yeah. and human contact. Absolutely. And but I, I drinking and DJing has kind of gone hand in hand since since the day I turned eighteen. But it's the environment, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. And it's hard to step away from that. Yeah. It's hard for anybody to step away from alcohol, no matter what what work you do or what walk of life you're from. If you've got a, a sort of a really volatile relationship with drink anyway. Mm then it's really hard to step away from it. But, like, literally, I, I got to the point where, like, slurring my words, like, I was on camera, just a mess, mm. an absolute mess. And like, looking back now, I go, you fucking idiot. Why did you put yourself out there like that? But we were all in that same boat. People found it funny, and, I, and I'm not blaming anyone. I am not turning around now and saying that them people encouraging me to do it were to blame for this. No. Not at all. I'm a big enough and stupid enough person to go, if I didn't want to do it, I wouldn't have done it. But I did do it, and, and, I, and I drank crazily, and, and I mean, like, stupid amounts. Like, we, what started as a bit of a joke, like we, we do during our shows at like 11 o'clock at night, I do tequila time. So I'd invite everybody who was watching at home to join me for a shot. I love I love tequila, love right. the stuff. I can't stand it. No, I see a lot of people do that, but I, I fucking love it. It's like my go-to shot. Like I'll drink tequila. And literally, but there was a night, I remember, and I was like, so doing the live streams was kind of like my only source of income at the time. So people would donate. Oh, to, right. like, so okay. I had like a, a PayPal address. So it was a business as well as yeah, like, a social yeah, thing. Keep d- maintaining your business. Yeah, mainta- keeping, keeping food on the table, mate. And right. it was like, you know, I wasn't making a lot of money out of it, but I was feeding myself, do you know what I mean? And, and keeping myself alive. Um, but then like, people it was, it was really weird and it's the first time i think i've ever n- experienced it of people um giving me stuff i've never really i've always like done gigs and been given drinks or you know i've been treated really really well when i've done gigs and stuff yeah but i've i've never been an influencer or one of them djs that gets stuff sent to them for free or anything like that yeah and so like somebody suggested um oh well like, you know we all like having a drink with you and I was like, some weeks I couldn't afford to go and buy booze yeah. to do my show. So I'd do them sober. And I think people went like, oh, it's, not, it's not as fun tonight. But I, th- but I think they felt sorry for me. And they were like, oh, you can't even, you can't afford to get a drink. Let's send him something. 
So it became this thing, and I said, well, I don't want to give my address out or anything like that. Chat, like, no, random people on the internet know, yeah. me, know my address. And they were like, oh, you can do an Amazon wish list. So I set this thing up, right? right? And it's the weirdest thing in the world. Every day, I was getting deliveries from the Amazon guy. You're gonna have to. So <laughs> literally, so so you can set up a wish list. So what you do with an Amazon wish list is you put on there, you tick the kind of th- the products that you like. So for me, it was like you know I, I love, love my whiskey, love my love my tequila, and and like it was a running joke. Like oh, I'm doing an extra show this week because um, I can't even afford to buy noodles, right? So somebody sent me a full like shop tray, you know, like the big retail boxes. Yeah. Of of super noodles, what flavor? Chicken. Chicken. Yeah, better ones. Curry best. Yeah, so yeah, it's between <laughs> it's between curry and chicken for me, right? So, but they sent me a full box, which I thought was hilarious yeah, and awesome at the same time because who doesn't love having noodles? But like, it became little in jokes like that, and people were just like sending me stuff. So waiting, like, waiting to see you show what they'd sent you. Yeah, because I'd open yeah, them like yeah, on the yeah, show. Yeah. And say, oh, you know, thanks to such and such, like for sending. Because you can with Amazon, you can send a little note with it. Okay. And like a little like greeting card, like just just a slip of paper that prints out that they yeah, can yeah. put a message with it. So I'd like shout them out, and I'd be like, oh, but I'd do that if people donated as well. I'd be like, oh, you know, thanks to thanks so much to such and such for you know sending five quid or whatever. Like yeah. you know, it all helps helps me you know keep keep myself alive during this time. Yeah. And um, because a lot of people got paid, got furlough, you know, yeah, they, yeah. or they could still work if they were in, like, if they were a key worker. And obviously, I didn't have nothing. Yeah. So these people were like integral to me. So I felt like I had to go out and do more and more of this. So what started as just a weekend, I was pretty much doing like five nights a week, mm. streaming uh, from the house, but drinking whilst I was doing it as well. Did you feel pressured to do that? Because no, I didn't feel pressured to drink. I, w- I was just at that time. I hadn't identified that alcohol was a really bad thing for me. Hadn't done any research. No. And I think up until very recently, it's certainly been this last 12 months that I've had it told to me, black and white, that, you know, you need to pack it in. Like, one of my mates was like, you're drinking every day. Mm. But I'm not an alcoholic. Mm. I'm I'm not. I'm not sat outside the pub at eight o'clock in the morning banging on the door for a John Smith's. Mm. So I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not I'm not buying four cans and going sitting out in the town centre. Yeah. So I'm not an alcoholic. Yeah, I was. Mm. Yeah, I was. I was I was a functioning alcoholic. And that that's weird. It's like the first time I've properly maybe said it out loud. Okay. But the last twelve months, and I've I've had a drink. Yeah. And I and I have lapsed and and really fucked up in the last 12 months as well i've upset people my behavior has been shit but it is fewer and further between rather than it being a regular thing Mm. and in turn with that my mental health has got better because i can deal with things a little bit easier or i'm not similar to like what i'm doing now with running away and watching Netflix to myself for four days, I've gone a bender. Yeah. I'm not doing that anymore. Mm. So I think that's an important part. I'm not sitting here and going, I've become a fucking saint. I've quit drinking. No. I've become this amazing person. Because I haven't. I'm fucking heavily broken. You know what I mean? And and I know that now. But I, I allow myself 
to have a little bit of enjoyment. I'll have a pint. But I, I will honestly say, like, eight times out of ten now, I will go to a pub and go, have you got any alcohol-free options? Okay. And I found some good ones as well, to be fair. There's some nice ones. And I will do that. Going out on the bike helps because I obviously I wouldn't, you know, have a drink and, yeah. and be on bike and everything. But I, I'm sort of okay with, I'm not in that toxic thing of, oh, I'm not going to bother if it's not a real pint. I'll yeah. start, I like the taste, you know, I'll have a beer. But well, I, I've had a few. Um, if I, it tends to be since since I've got a six year old, um, yeah, and it tends to be since since a little girl was born. If we go to a wedding or a do mm. or whatever, we've, we've we've generally got to leave early. Yeah, we've got to be responsible, and and I'll I don't I don't like Coca Cola or anything like that. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> so I, I can quite happily have a Heineken Zero or yeah. whatever they are fine you know. do, you, do you still find though because you're having that you still feel like you're having a bit here um, feel a bit involved with it or because i always find that if you're having a glass of water and everyone's having a beer around you you just feel like a bit of a dick there is that and that's probably more of a visual thing yeah uh, plus you can a glass of water is you know drink a water if i'm thirsty yeah i drink a what looks like a beer if i'm trying to be sociable yeah yeah, yeah. I've never had an unhealthy. I don't think I've had an unhealthy relationship with with beer. I used to get very drunk. Mm. Stopped that really at the end of my thirties. Mm. Um, settled down and whatnot. But yeah, uh, for me to have an alcohol-free beer, I can cast it in a light now, saying it's because I'm having my daughter. Yeah. And everyone goes, okay, cool. Yeah, not a problem. Yeah, I'm not a. I'm not a. Andy's on alcohol-free beer. Yeah, you know, d- tiptoe around him. Yeah, it might, that's n- that's not how how my experience has, has been. With well, that's good because that's positive then. Yeah, because you've got people around you who don't question it. Yeah, that's I a guess. positive thing. Yeah, like when I first started finding alternatives, people were like, "Why is he not drinking?" Yeah, you know, if men could get pregnant, they'd assume I was, <laughs> <laughs> because th- there was no there was no image of Pete without a beer. Yeah. I think that that's probably most people growing up through, yeah. through younger years and whatnot. In it, I can quite happily have three, four beers. I know if I've if I've had three beers. Yeah. Nowadays, if I have three pints of Stella, yeah, hundred percent. I know I've had three pints of Stella. I'm like, Oop, hello. Yeah. <laughs> but you know that that that's yeah that's that's how that is. I I feel that taking away the mass amounts of alcohol that I used to drink has stopped me getting to that crisis point. Okay. Because I've... S- and <laughs> This is where it comes down to the nitty-gritty of it, and people... And I hope it makes people listening talk. I hope people are listening to it and thinking in their head, oh, you know, because I, I, I openly invite anybody to have this conversation with me. Yeah. Because... I'm not always right in my head. You know, I'll openly invite a third party to have a chat with me about it and they can sit here and call me rotten for it. I don't care. I'm I'm openly inviting anybody to have this conversation with me. But I have never once... I'll be honest, I I feel low. I get to the point where I feel low and and I'm at a really, really bad point. But every time that I've reached the point where this is it, 
I, I want gone. Mm. I don't want to be here anymore. Has been through drink. Right. And that... That's your catalyst. Yeah, massively. Because... And... It's, it's a tough one because it's such a shitty, hard place to be in and such a shitty decision to try and make. I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't think you, you can do it when you're thinking clear. And, and I know, again, this is my experience, it's not everybody's, I know that there's a lot of people who have taken their own lives who've done so stone cold completely sober and you know what they think is in their right mind at that time mm. and to me the times where i've reached that point where i've attempted it is has been you know alcohol has played a massive part in that mm. where i've gone yeah well you've got this far fuck it let's just go really mm. so the hardest conversations are, are sometimes, well, no, the hardest conversations are always the ones that yield the best results mm. and that are the most important. Mm. So you just alluded to there, the episodes mm. in which you actively decided that that was that. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> It's it's a hopeless feeling. And I will openly admit, looking back, to being an absolute dick and just thinking about myself. And at that moment in time, I couldn't see any other way to carry on. I am... Thing, things were shit at the time for me. Like, you know, like struggling to make money to make ends meet you know I'd, I'd come out you know my relationship had crashed down around me and I just felt like I had nothing to offer and I felt like well I'm gonna be I'm gonna find myself in a situation where I won't have anywhere to live again mm. I've not got anybody I'm 30 odd years old at the face of starting again in my life I was tired and I didn't want to go through that mm. I was like you know and and I, I sat there and thought to myself well who, who, who'd miss me like really? what what would the impact be if I wasn't here like sure I mean I don't think anybody sits there and thinks nobody's gonna miss nobody's gonna bother because it's obviously it's going to impact people but in my head clear at that time when i was thinking i just remember thinking i'll cry for a couple of weeks people are dead close to me but that'll be it like you know and then i'll i'll just be another story because we've all got a story we've got to this age in our life me and you've spoke about this off off podcast and we say we've got to the point in our lives where we're at an age where we've all lost somebody yeah, yeah. to suicide yeah I think if you've reached your mid to late 30s and you haven't lost a friend or a family member to suicide, whether they be male or female, mm. and if you haven't experienced that, then you are incredibly fucking lucky. Oh, God, yeah. 
And like, I, I lost a really, really close mate years and years ago. And that really affected me. I, I idolized the guy. Right. He was really close to me. But then I look back and I go, but like, we don't talk about it anymore. So like, where I'm like, is it going to be the same for me? Like, you know, if I go, will I finally just have peace? Will people just leave me be? Yeah. Will I be like, just left alone? So that that's what you thought of as opposed to the, the pain and... Yeah, yeah. To, to me, it was, it was a get out. I, d- I didn't want to deal with what was in front of me again. Because I'd been through that so many times in my life. I'd been through the having nowhere to live, having no job, being... You know, I'm... I say that I've been in a bad position, but people have been in worse positions. But this is, again, what we're saying. It's about context and it's about one man's problems isn't another man's. But to me, like, don't get me wrong, like, I've never, I've never spent a night on the streets. But I've woke up in a back alley because I've gone on a bender and got pissed up and fallen asleep somewhere I shouldn't. But I've never been homeless as in on the streets but i've found myself in positions where i've ended up like couch surfing for a couple of weeks at mates houses and stuff like that and then you know struggled and got by and got myself set back up somewhere yeah with a bit of help yeah. i think my biggest thing like starting two years ago when i was really bad again was i didn't want to put my hand out again and go i need i'm, I'm gonna be in this situation again why did you feel it's like I said in the first thing it's like I, I don't want to be somebody's problem yeah. yeah and do you think those people that you felt like you were going to be a problem to if you were to ask them under a different light and a different time maybe now would it have would it have been as much of a problem as you thought it was probably not I'd say definitely not mm. I guess that's the overwhelm and, and and being on that slippery slope and it's an incredibly it. slippery slope. It's it's feeling like and <sighs> this is what we were saying why we wanted to do this. If anybody listens to this, I, I, nobody might relate with my story. Some people might even sit there and go, "What the fuck has he got to worry about?" Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, but again, it's that perception of looking at somebody's life and going, "They've got it made." Yeah. There's always stuff going on behind closed doors. I, I'll openly sit and say I've struggled with shit, but I've, I'm also not catastrophizing to the point, and I'm not sitting here going, woe is me, and I was the worst of the worst, because mm. I'm not. I've functioned as well as being at a low point. There are people doing worse than me who have done a lot worse than me in life who are still here. There are people who have done better than me in life who aren't here anymore. Yeah. So... I, this is what I'm saying. I am openly opening this conversation. If anybody wants to come and sit here and have a chat with us and debate this for me and tell me I was wrong for how I was feeling or that I was selfish or that I shouldn't have felt like that and I should have done something different at that time, openly come and tell me. And it's not going to be a horrible conversation because if someone's got a, a resolution for that for me, I'll listen to it. Mm. But at that time... I mean, and I went, I went through channels like the first, like the, the first time I felt that low, and I, and I put a massive cry for help out on Facebook. I said I was going to end it. I was done with the world. That was it. Apologized to all my friends and family. Told them I loved them. You know, I'm sorry for letting you down. This is it. 
you know, I had police out searching for me. I was, you know, I had people blowing up my phone. And I was literally where I was for three hours, was sat under a tree, crying my eyes out, physically shaking, just didn't know what to do with myself, trying to pluck up the courage to either do it or, or go home and face what I'd said. And from that, you know, I was found by the police, put in the back of a police car. Mm-hmm. You get anybody who's been in that situation, if they're listening, you get, there's a list of questions they ask you. Right. You know, do, do you still feel like you want to harm yourself? You know, are, are you at harm to other people? You know, they went through all this with me and they were like, oh, you know, we want to help you. You know, you, you shouldn't be feeling like this. And they put you on the phone to the crisis team and they're like, oh, we'll get you some help. And they put you in touch with all these organizations. And then, you know, so you kind of feel, right, that was really shit what I did. And I got really, really bad. And then you go, but I'm going to get help now. Mm. And then that help doesn't come. The waiting times and the hoops you have to jump through to get. I mean, and I almost feel like, because like we said in the last episode, it's like, you can sit there at your lowest and finally admit and go, fuck, I am fucking struggling. I cannot cope with this anymore. Mm. But put you in front of a doctor and you go, oh, I just feel a little bit low sometimes. And you fucking cover it up. And then they go, well, we're going to send you home with some tablets. Or, you know, we recommend you take a little bit of a break. We'll sign you off work. I can't sign off work. I'm, I, I work for myself. Yeah. So there's no support there. Um, but... You know, the, the the instant thing is we'll sign you off or we'll give you these tablets or anything like that. And then they go, and we'll put you in touch with these people. Yeah. And then they get in touch with you. You fill out a questionnaire and then they're like, yeah, we'll refer you to whatever mental health team or whatever. And they, they get back to you and it's like, yeah, so we can put you into group therapy. That starts in six months. Or if you want in one-to-one therapy, you know, you're looking at, 16 to 18 months wait for somebody that was sat under a tree <laughs> mate honestly I look back now and it makes me feel sick that I was that close and I mean like a hairline from going through with it the second time I actually took a lot of tablets like literally just like I I was done and was that a result of the waiting times were that a result of something completely it, 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 it was it was quickly it wasn't that far after um after the first one um and just I, I felt like everything had crashed down around me I, I had massive issues in my personal life uh, and I just thought I, I, I don't want to go through this anymore mm. that's I'm, I'm done and I'd literally got to my I literally went down to the kitchen cabinet and just grabbed whatever I could. And it was the most fucking ridiculous concoction. There was like ibuprofen, paracetamol, fucking antihistamines. It was just literally anything that was in tablet form. And I got rushed to hospital. So what was done or wasn't done that maybe could have helped after that first first episode and, and what happened the second time? What I, I don't... Well, there is going to be a number of people in this country that have been helped by mental health teams in the UK. Yep. Brilliant. I wasn't. Mm. And I can only talk from my experience. Yeah. Personally, I feel completely let down 
by that side of it. But I'm also conscious of mind enough to know that because we'd come out of COVID, so many people had experienced mental health problems yeah. that they were the services that had been probably not great but adequate swamped. for years were swamped. Mm. And so there was a waiting list. And it wasn't, it's not like triage, you know, they don't look at it and go, well, this guy was this guy was sat under a tree a few months ago planning to jump on the railway tracks. Mm. And this month he was taking a load of tablets in the kitchen and trying to down them with whiskey. Mm. They don't go, that's more of a priority than this person. It's just a waiting list. Yeah. And I don't take away, I don't think anybody is more or less deserving. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm not saying that I should have been put above the list, above John down the road, who's finally plucked up the courage to ring up and go, listen, I'm really struggling, I need some help. Mm. Just as valid, just as valid to me in my eyes. Mm. But to this day, from them groups of services, I've never physically spoken to anybody. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, if... So, from from moving from from where you were there and then mm. recovery after after the, the overdose attempt mm. to where you are now yeah how have you been since uh, has there been any more relapses no not no. to that extent right um I, i've i've felt low yeah and i have i've maybe said it and what's different I think it's a good question. I think being personally a bit more self-aware that that I know that when I've, like I said, like that bottle of pop has been shaken and it is ready to blow, that in the heat of that moment when I say that or when I feel that yeah. to myself that I don't want to be anymore. There's there's a time later when things have calmed down where you go, just fucking breathe a minute. Think about this. You don't really want to do that. And you what, know? what do you do? Do you do you reach out? Do you have a person that you can reach out to now that you didn't then? Do you do you I, I fa- I've got a I've I've got to give her a a, a, a massive Thank you. I suppose my other half is so absolutely patient with me, mm. and is I don't know. Just like I don't know, how she puts up with it. Um, it's it's the old saying. I'm pulling them cliches out of my ass again, but it's like you know, you always hurt the people closest to you, mm. and like you know, she's she, she'll sit there and she'll say, you know, don't not don't be daft, but you know, you've got you've got a lot to stay for you know people love you you know you'd upset a lot of people if you went and you know you've still got a lot to achieve like like she she said to me a couple of weeks ago because i was feeling a bit bit you know emotional about getting a bit older and stuff like that as a birthday was coming up okay and she was like you know in the grand scheme of things like yeah years ago like coming up to 38 40 hitting that mark would have been old not nowadays it's not mm you've still got so much more time to do so much more amazing things with your life. Mm. Like, look at what you've done in the past 12 months. Like, the, 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 the good 
gigs that you've done that if you'd have gone through with that the first time, you wouldn't have done. You know, the way you've seen yourself better what you're doing, the better quality of work that you're doing, the people that you're working with, and, you know, what you're achieving. You wouldn't have that now. So think if you apply another two or three years to that, think how happier you'll be, like what better stuff you'll be doing. And sometimes it's just dangling that carrot. It's like, yeah, do you know what? Fucking right. Like, look at what I have done. You know, the, the, the good gigs, the good experiences, the, the, the nice things that you get to do. Yeah. And, and going, oh, do you know what? It's kind of sensible, I suppose, yeah. Then, you know, ev- I think everybody has that sort of incendiary moment where they just say something in the heat of the moment or, you know, like they, they reach a point and go, fuck off. Or try, like, we all do it, snap at one point. But it's degreeing levels of, of, of yeah. how far you take things. But And it sounds like, from, from what you've just said there, it sounds like she was the reasoning to your decisions that maybe weren't being reasoned with previously mm. you know the, you're thinking all these things and and she's saying you know she's been there for you yeah somebody to talk to yeah somebody to bounce things off even yeah. if it's shite yeah you know, even if you're you're sat there just absolutely sat in a pit mm. for that person to be sat there with you mm. dealing with it with you it's taking a weight off your shoulders and just it's not always about taking a lot no sometimes it's just about having a conversation listening yeah because the hardest part of feeling alone is not feeling heard yeah and that's again going back to the point of feeling isolated and feeling lonely and and that is that's a that's a dangerous place to be when you feel that lonely. Mm. And and you know to have somebody turn around and go, you know, even if it's one person, just go, alright, miss you. Mm. You know, like well, what would I do? Means the world, doesn't it? <laughs> More than you know. Yeah, I'm sure you feel it yourself now. Like you got your your missus and your little girl at home. I mean, you know, yeah. it's it's a reason, isn't it? Of course it is. Of course and it is. and like like moving forward, like I. I I don't think I'll ever get to the point where I say like, oh, hallelujah, I'm healed and I'm, I'm better. I feel better. Mm. Definitely better than I was back then. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think I'm 100% there yet, but I am, I'm out here. Yeah. You know, doing what I'm doing. And you're doing this. Yeah. I, I, I literally just want, if anybody listens to it, and like I say, I openly saying i know you've said the same like if anybody wants to sit here and have this conversation with us and say um you know i feel the same or i don't agree mm. come and sit here and tell me that you know like and, and and it's not a bad conversation it's a an open forum yeah uh, th- what it is is an important conversation mm. whether it's first hand second hand you know to to have to be able to put the words out there mm. for the people who probably need to put the words out there, I think any platform is great. Yeah. Whether it's a phone call to a friend, yeah. going to see somebody professional, coming and speaking on here in the hope that you can 
maybe help somebody else as well. I think that gives it another level. That gives you that gives you that little purpose to say, well, okay, I've I've done that. I I've I've had that experience. I've got that 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 in my in my bag. I, that those experiences have happened to me. They are negative. How can I prevent or help prevent other people from maybe getting all the way down that road? Yeah. Maybe starting down that road. Maybe you know. Maybe they're already down it, and, and we can we can hopefully send them off of it. I'd, I'd love that. I mean, I'd I'd love nothing more than if I don't know who this goes out to or who's going to listen to it. But if anybody does and they feel in any way, shape, or form like they're feeling a little bit the same, like you know, the, I don't want to paint negative pictures and say there's no help out there because there is. There's other places to go looking for it. Mm like you've just said it doesn't have to be professional sometimes it's just if you feel like there's nothing there always is and and you know ring your mate up or ring your parents or you know there's there's somebody yeah and and i think hitting the nail on the head of exactly why you know you came up with the concept and the name for this is like hey mate can you talk Mm. and and i think that has completely, since we started doing this, can change. It's completely changed the context of that line to me now, yeah. and I think moving forward, it's absolutely something that I want to do more, mm. and to for me to ring and say, "Can you talk for, so that I can speak?" But also to open that door for people to me as well and yeah. say, "You know, I, you know, there'll be a lot of people who will probably listen to this who know me who don't know." this aspect this aspect and half the shit that I've gone through I think it might be a shock to a lot of people but if anybody identifies with it and you know how to get older me and you want to fucking talk to me about it yeah just ring me it's like whenever and I guess the other side of it is is if you're receiving that call if 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 you get that phone call and, and your friend who maybe wouldn't usually phone you up and and, and say hey mate we've got ten minutes hey, hey mate can you talk mm. Let's have those conversations, you know. I'll allow that space for for that conversation. Yeah. And you know, it might be a two minute conversation where you arrange to have a cup of tea. Mm. It might be a pint with a mate. It might be a glass of wine with one of your girls. It might be whatever it is. Yeah. I think those starting those conversations all starts with that, doesn't it? All does, yeah. Brilliant. I uh, thanks for today mate really enjoyed this chat actually no, it's, it's been a heavy one but i appreciate your openness no yeah. and i think if you've enjoyed it enjoyed it if you found value in the conversation that we've had today if you've maybe had an experience that goes along the same lines similar lines maybe slightly different that you maybe want to talk about we welcome the call. Um, we'll be setting up some social channels in the next in the coming days, and we accept people to to get in touch with us, and we'd love to speak to you. Yeah, absolutely. If n- if if nothing else, let's get something off your chest. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you very much. Speak to you soon. <laughs>